You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to The After Laugh. I'm here with Tommy Wakefield. Hey, hey. Due to popular demand. I've had people who want a, a follow-up to Bill Gives Tommy Dating Advice. Now, Tommy, I feel like since we had that podcast, I'm not saying you've become a man since then, <laughs> but it seems like things have become a little bit, uh, going a little bit better for you, Tommy. Uh, Is yeah. that right? Yeah, you could say that. I think uh, I'm hitting a bit of a stride. I got a, you know, schedule, a little bit more confidence, a little more pep in the step. A little bit more pep in the step. (laughs) I did offer you uh, a pair of tickets to the Magic Castle. Yeah, that's true. Do you have someone that you want to take to the Magic Castle? There was someone in the first podcast, I'm imagining, based on the life of a comic and what I know about people, is that... It's probably someone else that might be up for grab. What happened to the last, when last we met, what happened to the last girl that you were talking to? Last lady. I can't say girl anymore. My daughter made that very clear. Girl is just, is just offensive, I guess. Oh, I don't know about that. Is it offensive? I don't think it's offensive. Oh, my daughter, I said. People, they call us dudes, you know? Yeah. Girl ain't any more offensive than dudes. I think it's just, uh. Nomenclature. It's just kind of what people say. Um, but maybe. Maybe it is. Who knows? So before we get into the dating stuff, uh, how about we do a, a quick uh, catch-up on things that have been going on. I was in Oakland. Okay. Not to City Drop. And I did the Chocolate Sunday debut in Oakland. Wow. Now, Chocolate Sunday, as people may or may know, is an urban room, which is called for a black room. But the Chocolate Sunday room in Hollywood is a very mixed Very crowd. diverse. I would say it's probably 70-30. Yeah. Right? And sometimes maybe 60% black and 40% other, white and other. Sure. Um, but it's a very mixed crowd. Great, great crowds. Oakland is still Oakland. Right. I mean, there's gentrification going on, but it hasn't quite arrived in Oakland full force. Like, it's one of those places, Oakland's one of those places, like, you can park your car illegally for two days straight, and you're not going to get a ticket. Right. Because the cops aren't coming by there to check on parking. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I parked illegally for two days. <laughs> um, the show was, I would say, 98% black. That's pretty cool. In the sense that there were 200 people, maybe two white people. In two white people? Two white people out of 200, maybe. God damn and maybe got to 250. There might have been three. And the white people there were definitely like the new school Oakland slash Berkeley crowd with the hipster beard. They were baristas probably. Right. And okay. they, had their, they had their ethnically ambiguous girlfriend with them. They felt very hip to be They there. felt very hip to be like, hey, we're doing the chocolate Sunday room. But you yeah. could also see that they were a little bit terrified. Right. Just a little bit terrified. I, I mean, there's still white people. There's still white people white in people a room. White people are always a little bit in terrified. a dark room full of 200 black people. <laughs> and it's also it's it's kind of old school um, urban rooms like sure. what used to be with Def Comedy or Showtime at the Apollo, where it was 
rowdy and rambunctious. Uh, Ron G said, very shout out to Ron G. He said something very interesting because the cool thing about Oakland crowds, they're the perfect combination of ratchet and woke. Right. And there was a little bit, I did notice that a couple jokes I do in urban rooms mm -hmm. in the Oakland room, yeah. um, they would get a big reaction but not as much of a laugh. Mm. It was like the reaction superseded the laugh. It was like a ooh. That we got. Like it, it was the type of thing which which comics love in general. Where people kind of go, ha, ha, ha. oh, they kind of retroactively almost right. boo the joke. They laugh. They go, ha, motherfucker. Like their you instinct say is to laugh, and then their brain kicks in. And the two jokes I did, and both both these jokes were done almost out of reaction to the fact that the acoustics in the room are very bad. It was really hard to sort of. Um, unite the energy in the room it's to really focus big, on you. Big space. When I do chocolate Sundays in Hollywood and I walk on as the token white guy in the show, right. I just walk on stage and they start laughing. There's something incredible about being like uh, the other. Yeah. The uh, the outlier. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, black comics, when they come on to like an all white show, they just have to address the fact that they're the black guy. Instant laugh. Yes. Instant laugh no matter what. And the same can be said when the reverse happens. Yes. So one of the things I've noticed is that if I do sort of the white clown and I break dance because I used to break white dance, <laughs> or I dance or I kind of, once you go white, your vagina stays tight. Um, They're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my opening line for these shows, uh, the two shows on Saturday, opening line was, I take an awkward moment, be as they're playing hip hop, DJ Sidekick, he plays mm -hmm. music, and then people kind of dance to it. Ron always dances. And I didn't want to dance really, because right. I'd been doing that for a long time. And sometimes I'd do the worm even. So oh I just kind of, I know. And then you have to stand up from the worm. That's awkward. Anyway, so <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to address how awkward it is that I'm here. Right. And give them the feeling that maybe I shouldn't be on stage. Okay. Right. And then I'm going to prove to them that I deserve to be here. Mm -hmm. So the opening line, I go on, awkward, smile, awkward. And I just go, in a very Mitch Hedberg voice, I go, look who got invited to the barbecue. <laughs> and that gets a huge response. I like that you let the tension build a little bit. Oh, you got to let it build a little bit. Yeah. And that gets laughed. But then that, you know, that buys you, in, a, in the Oakland crowd, that buys you like 30 seconds of like, all right. And then you got to hit it. Oh, sure. I start doing my vegan stuff. And they're just like, we don't care about vegans yeah um <laughs> so and it, it was not like bombing you know it wasn't like boo get out you corny shit mother it wasn't right. nothing like right, that right, which right. is the ultimate fear totally boo i i mean those are my favorite sets ever to watch are like those old <laughs> def jam and apollo sets because the stakes feel so much higher yeah. and when the comics are killing like you're they're killing at a level that would never be possible in just like a room full of white people. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Finesse Mitch talked about doing Showtime with Apollo. He said he killed, and they asked him back a second time. He was like, "Nope, yep, that was it." Because if you bomb at Showtime with Apollo, which doesn't the show doesn't exist anymore, right? Right. But it used to be if you were bombing either as a comic or a singer, mm -hmm. the Sandman. He was probably an eighty-year-old Harlem local, yes, black dude, who <laughs> was dressed in like a. I don't know, like a zoot suit type yeah. of thing. And he had a cane and he would come out and he'd, he'd put the cane it. around your waist and pull you off stage. <laughs> Did you ever see that, Tommy? Oh my God, the Sandman was the a hook, shit. Man. And he could barely, and he, he, he was the so Sandman. old, he walked so slow. So by the time he got you, 
I mean, he got to you. It was like a quick like pull off. He like he did a little shuffle up to you and try to hook you, and then oh, it was so awkward. Anyway, <laughs> so there is a so I was a little bit worried. The acoustics were bad. It was hard to hear people. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I gonna how am I gonna get this crowd going? Um, and then I had the little imp kick in where I said, I'm gonna belly of the beast it. So I talked about having the black girlfriend in high school and how my dad didn't approve. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, you know, first of all, the Bible is black. Amen. Amen. Curse people on the planet from Africa. That's right. That's right. Africa. Adam and Eve are black. Uh huh. Eve was a black woman. Hell yeah. And I'm not saying that because she was made from a rib. <laughs> now, that joke will get that initial reaction, like mini beat reaction, but. In Oakland, I was like, ha, ha, oh, and there's literally the beginning of a boo. It was like, a, ooh, that could have turned okay. into a boo. Yeah. And I just looked at them and I said, you know what, man? You're in prison. You got to punch the big. I just looked up and said, really? Are you going to act like a white audience in front of me? You're going to get offended by this shit? Is that what you said? Yeah. That's probably I said, a good I said don't, don't bring your San Francisco attitude across the bridge over here in Oakland. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then. And it went okay. And I felt pretty good, but I was like, oh, second show is going to be more full, more rowdy. I'm going to crush it. Mm. Second show, not going as well. I'm right. gonna, I was like, I'm going to do a completely different set. So I did a bit where I say, <laughs> again, this is as my brain's going there, I'm like, you're, you're going hard. Right. I mean, maybe hacky, but enjoyable. I talk about my ex being 5'10, wearing heels, made her 6'2. And then she would stay at her height and heels. Like, I'm 6'2 in heels. Like, oh, really? You can do that? Well, hell, I'm 7'8 on a unicycle. My penis is 12 inches if you start from the butt crack and you work your way up and count the overhang on the condom. <laughs> and then I go, I'm kidding. I don't wear condoms. I pull out like an adult. Kind of laugh. They, they didn't really laugh at that much. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I look at the audience. I go, oh, wait, we got a room full of black men. Let me explain what pulling out is. <laughs> Again. They didn't like that. They like, uh, oh, you know, and I and I I had to sit there and go, I'm just I point is like, I'm just trying to get a reaction from you guys, okay? I'm getting a reaction. Don't get mad at me. I got to get a reaction because the truth is, the worst thing to be is boring. Sure. And for a crowd like that in particular, mm -hmm. they will hate you more. They would rather be challenged and be quote unquote insulted totally. than be bored. So especially nowadays, people will tune out if people get bored and start tune talking, out, texting. Game and if you're like, Poof, they're like, oh wait, yeah. So they were <laughs> they were listening to me anyway. And after I went to the after party, mm -hmm. I hung out. I was like, I'm going to stay in the pocket. I'm yeah. going to hang out. I'm going to show that I'm you know I'm part of the comedy community. And people were very cool. Ever no one came up and was like, fuck you or anything like that. Wow. Yeah. Um. And then a woman there, who uh was mad at her baby daddy, she offered. To blow me. Oh. Yeah. And she said, I get really good head. And I said, Oh, I got a phone call. And I left. It's too much for me. I had, had, had to leave. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, so Uncle was cool. Anyway, one of the things that we want to talk about, we want to talk about the dating situation here. Um, I had a very interesting date when I was up in uh, Oakland slash San Francisco. By the way, not the same place. No. If you, have a girl in San Francisco and you're in Oakland, it's almost like the equivalent of like, hey, you're in Pennsylvania, we'll come to New York City. Right. It's a lot, it's like a 40 minute drive. You gotta, there's tolls involved. Anyway, I wanna get to that a bit, but first. The difference let's, between Hollywood and West Hollywood, a 40 minute drive. 
Yeah. Oh, really? No. Well, more like Glendale. Yeah. In West Hollywood. So, Tommy, now mm-hmm. let's get let's get to you because everyone wants to know, and it, even my daughter likes Tommy, even though she's mad that he he used the ch word on a podcast. Nope, I was just clarifying. <laughs> I only. I'm just clarifying things. Real quick sidebar about my daughter. Uh, we were having lunch up in up in Berkeley, and I said, um, she said, let's go here. I was like, I'm going to take you to that fancy restaurant, bitch. Really flippantly. I'm going to take you to the fancy restaurant, bitch. And she picked up her phone without missing a beat and goes, my dad just called me bitch Twitter. Do your thing. <laughs> genius. Yeah. My daughter's a genius. Funny. Okay. So you, um, you were, you're still single. Mm-hmm. Um, I think n- if you're grinding in comedy, you should be single. Yes. Now, is that something that you explicitly made, make known to any potential woman that you're dating or seeing? Now, do you date, Tommy? Is dating a thing like you take a woman to a place, like a dinner? Um, by the way, you know my feeling about that. Never, ever take a woman to a dinner unless she, has your chi- she carries your child. Oh, you have a joint bank account. Boy. You live together. Right. Okay, then a, you'll take her on one date. Once a week. But Meanwhile, he's out here handing out Magic <laughs> Castle tickets. <laughs> but, well, that's a different thing. But <laughs> I, I think taking girls on a first date to dinner right. is a terrible idea. Sure. So what I does agree. it look like as a young um, generation? I guess you're a millennial. You're at the end of the millennial set. Mm-hmm. I mean, drinks seems to be... The go-to, like just meeting up. If they are a little bit more, I don't want to say prudish, but like not trying to jump into anything, they'll Mm -hmm. maybe do coffee. Like if I don't know them. But normally, if I'm taking a girl out, I already know them. Okay, so any girl do the apps much. So and I kind of meet girls, and then I'm like, hey, let's hang out. So at your age and with what you're doing, pretty much every girl that you're hanging out with Mm -hmm. is someone in the in the business, and probably a comic or a improv-y type of lady don't try and hook up with comics but two girls that i've hooked up with have started doing stand-up right after you inspire them i think there's something like girls who are into me are i think they like are attracted to comedy or yes that aspect of me yes which they would have to be because that's like what i do constantly yeah and uh maybe there's a curiosity Mm -hmm. so they're like all right i'll hook up with them i'll ask him questions he can help me get – they're using you, Tommy. I don't think they're using me. I just think that um, they're, like, expressing their desire to try something. Maybe they're – you know. And yeah. then and then maybe they get on stage after that. Because okay. I kind of uh, – I'm a very friendly face of what comedy can be. Yes. Yes, you are, which annoys the hell out of me. But, um, <laughs> so um, now do you have any, any particular sweetheart in general that you uh, have some questions for me, Tommy? So I can give you my grade A advice oh, about man. how to handle it, how to move forward. She won't be listening. Don't worry. Oh, no. Uh, I, I'm not so worried about that. I don't know. I don't know that I have anything specific. I am afraid to get – you know, something kind of funny happened is I hooked up with this one girl off of Bumble, right? Okay. For people who don't know what Bumble is, it's a dating app where you swipe on feminists – and then they decide. Feminist dating app. Mm-hmm. It's feminist. They decide if now I have a lifetime ban from Bumble because you're promoting. Because I'm promoting. Right. So I'm not on anymore. But Bumble is definitely a, a, a classier site than Tinder. Tinder, it, for my generation at this point, is just 
Oh, nothing but dogs. Nothing but dogs. Nothing but just men and women. Just Everybody everyone left on Tinder is a book. fucking swamp monster. It is. <laughs> it truly just degenerates on Tinder at this point. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Like yeah. it is. It's like the straight grinder at this point. You know what I mean? Like if you're matching on Tinder, there's you know. Yes. I don't even want to know your last name. You know that. That makes sense. And, and I mean, I'm projecting a lot. Just because <laughs> I don't, I don't use it. But uh, the funny thing about Tinder too is, even though I've been using it to promote, I'm serious, mom. Just promoting. Um, <laughs> and there is something kind of fun and video game esque about being on Tinder. Like eh, video game esque. It doesn't really mean anything. You're doing something else while you're sure. swiping. Yeah. Uh, anyway, th- there is something to the idea that uh, that these women are are. Uh, Definitely DTF, but they open the Tinder set when you get on your phone with beautiful women, models, models, that's models. That's models. the algorithm. Right and you're there. like, yeah. And then you swipe, 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 and all of a sudden, like, mm, me want cookie shows up, and you're like, oh shit. Oh my god. And, and you sw- swipe on a cookie monster, <laughs> and then of course you match with the cookie monster. Yeah. And the cookie monster is like 65 years old. Is like, I'm recently divorced. I love to fuck. And, and meanwhile, like, she's on the other side. I just matched with Grimace. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think it's a big it's a big uh, smoke and mirrors and a lot of... Anyway, so you're on the Bumble. You match with oh, this... These apps definitely manipulate you. Oh. I mean... It's a bait and switch. They're... That's... They're it's designed... They're the app. To manipulate you. I think the new app is Hinge. That's where everybody is. And the idea of Hinge is like maybe you're looking for something a little more serious, mm-hmm. a little more, bit more um, intellectual compatibility. Uh oh, <laughs> a lot of syllables going on here. Um, <laughs> well, let me ask you this about Hinge. Uh-huh. So it's geared towards long-term relationships, LTR, right. as they say in the game. Um, but, but do you think mm-hmm. that that is almost a little bit of a Trojan horse play for sluts. In other words, yes. like not everyone there is really the men definitely aren't, and a lot of the women are like, well, I can pretend that I'm actually like a good girl, look, but totally. I really just want some late night dick. Here's the deal. Um, I mean, fifty percent probably really are looking for something, yeah. but it's also L.A. So, what does really, that mean? I mean, the dating culture in here. Not to go all hacky trope on you, but it is what it is. Everybody out here has a hustle. Everyone in L.A. has a hustle. Yes. You know what I mean? They've got like a thing. They've got a job and a thing they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And that is always going to take priority over a relationship for most people here. Yeah. Now, I, my, my poor little small town boy heart, I still like emotional connections. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think everyone likes, I mean. Right. I don't, I don't fucking give a fuck. Yeah, you do. We're humans. We're not yeah. robots. We all want connection. Of we course. all want that. Yeah, you know what the funny thing is, though? And I don't know. This might be like something I kind of realize. This might be like a little broken switch in me. Mm-hmm. But like I went out with that girl on Bumble, uh-huh. right? And this is the funniest Bumble conversation I've ever had. Like we are both speaking the same language. We're both speaking memes. We're both speaking internet. You know what I yeah. mean? Did you see the one where that does – have you seen the, that type of thing? No, 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 no. Like internet is a language mm-hmm. that – millennials speak give me an example uh it, it is just like um we are speaking through gifs and references and images and um as you're texting or out of your mouth and like and like um like uh 
we're almost doing an improv scene through text. Like yes. she might say something and then I do asterisk, I jump off a roof yeah. and asterisk. And then she's like, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like Got we're it. almost writing a script to each other yes. of a ridiculous, you know what I mean? Just basically, I found out later that she did improv. So <laughs> this is... Uh, she's doing a lot of yes and. A lot of yes and. We're just, uh, this is what I mean. We're just doing bits. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and a lot of times on the dating apps, especially, I communicate through bits a yes. lot. Because um, that, you know, I'm not nearly a happy enough person to just have straightforward conversations <laughs> all day. I would get so bored to do that. Yes. So I'm talking bits. And nothing's worse than sincerity. Oh, God. Especially like as a first impression. Yes. You're going to tell me what you really think. Wow, you're, really, you're you. really amazing. Wow, what do you do? That's incredible. <laughs> so, dude, fucking, you know. Put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, emoji of a gun in your mouth. Emoji, squirt gun, water gun. <laughs> hey, folks, suicide so, is a real problem in America. Let's not make light of it. So you but, match with this girl from Bubble. You're doing the emoji <laughs> flirtation, seduction, whatever. So, anyways, it is. we we hang out and um, we hook up a couple of times, and we just really got along. And then uh, I don't think we had that much sexual chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like um, it happens. I don't. I don't think the sex was kind of bad. It was kind of awkward. It was kind of awkward, yeah. You but guys didn't I really fit. liked her. Yeah. And like, I remember like a second or third date, we were just like reading each other's scripts. <laughs> and I was like, this is fun. Like, this is ideally, I want to hang out with someone where I can keep thinking and living in the comedy world. Yeah. Because that's my obsession. Yeah. So with her, I can't do that. And then, like, it's maybe four months later, and we still hang out, like, pretty regularly. Oh, so you're still friends. We don't hook up. And you never, it never, you never discussed it. You never had the talk. Mm-hmm. You just, you just Literally, stopped. last night, I went over to her place at, like, 1 a.m., mm-hmm. and we just wrote, like, New Yorker submissions together. And, that's great. Um, and now, yeah, I'm like, okay, so now I've, I just made a friend. Let's go, that's never really happened for Let's go deeper cuts, Tom. Okay. We don't really talk about sex on this podcast much mm-hmm. i've been very gun shy to talk about sex on this po- uh, in general with anybody particularly with a woman because all of a sudden they feel uncomfortable if you talk about it whatever right. it is and then all of a sudden you're like i'm yeah. sorry i didn't mean to have a conversation yeah. that we agreed to toxic ding dong culture yeah so so sex is kind of like as a man talks about sex he's being toxic when women do it they're being empowering is mm-hmm. the, is the base of the rule which which i can get behind <laughs> right. If you know what I mean, it guys. Is an, it is an attempt to right uh, yes. decades of wrongs. This is how it's being sold. So yeah. I've always considered myself like Uncle Bill. Yeah. The 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 stud who's put out to pasture, living in his little <laughs> like nobody's taking me seriously as a sexual being. Really? But I'm also fucking. Well, I know I'm a also, people I'm also, I'm also. I was a Kundalini yoga. Strict, I was a I was a tantra expert. I'm like Yoda with that shit, but you can't talk about it with people because it's a weird thing. Um, Men think you're bragging. Yes. Women think you're creeping. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I actually got accused of creeping by a very famous comic Oh, because I said something about being a tantric love master as a joke. (laughs) (laughs) See, it used to be like- It's so funny even hearing you say it. Yeah, because it is funny. I said something about being a tantric love master as a joke. <laughs> but it was something along the lines of like, um, like, as a tantric love master, no, I appreciate, I, you know, whatever. I, it was like, no, of course. And I, I know you're being genuine. Uh, but at the same time, it just, yeah, it comes, you're, you're arrogant if, and to guys and to women. You're, 
you're creeping. So even if you're not propositioning a woman mm-hmm. or touching a woman, right? Even if you say something that might be a little flirtatious, that not flirtatious in a funny like, in a funny flirtatious way, but right. in a kind of sexual flirtatious way, then that can sort of fall into a me tooy category sure. as well. Yeah. So I've been incredibly, incredibly circumspect and careful about saying anything that anyone would misconstrue. And even with that, yeah. uh, a very famous female comic came to me and said that I had said something inappropriate to someone. So it's sort of... Um, and the only other time that's happened in my entire life is I was a camp counselor and a fellow counselor would sit with me at lunch and I would tell her about women I was dating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would talk about sex sure. with her. Uh-huh. And she was 20, I was 20 or something like that. Yeah. And um, she re- told me the counselor, I made her feel uncomfortable with talking about sex. Huh. So again, that's my fault for sure. judging people a certain way that they it, can handle it. It is, um, I think, especially difficult in the industry that we are because the line of professionalism and uh, casual friendship, normal relationship thing yeah. in entertainment, acting, stand-up is very blurred. Yes. It's not like this is my nine to five. I show up. This is where I don't talk about it. And then I leave. And these are my friends. Yes. It's like everybody is an associate, a regular person, but also like there's because you both do comedy, you're always kind of in a work environment. Yes. So it's it's difficult to know when people have that wall up mm-hmm. of like we're professional associates and when it's, you know, no holds barred, we can talk about whatever. Comedy is one of the few jobs and professions and industries in the world that has no HR. Yes. I think for a second, the Laugh Factory had an HR department. Right. And lasted for a second. And... You know, you hear stories along the way of uh, of comics saying something inappropriate or looking at something inappropriate. Also the job of comedy is to say things that are inappropriate. Yeah. So it's like- but also sometimes with, with the wait staff. Oh, okay. Um, you know, there are comics who've been banned that. from the Laugh Factory for being inappropriate with the wait staff. I, I can understand. I that. can to- so the wait yeah. staff to me, I'm like, I don't even, I like literally, I don't look, I don't Smart. touch. I just, Smart. everyone's a fist bump. Smart. And there's a whole new thing now with female comics who've agreed to not hug male comics. Right. Um, which I've heard about and have briefly experienced, like, trying to hug someone. Like, hey, what's up? I was like, oh, I have an injury. I was like, oh, oh, this is what's going on. So, right. Uh, anyway, you got to respect that. Of course. I, I, yeah. I, re- I respect it all. But. I, I, th- I don't get when people get um, proactively angry. At the um, anticipation of a hug, because it's like that is how we've been socialized up to this point. Yes. So, like, d- people shouldn't get angry that you are anticipating the hug. Yeah. But if they don't want it, you got to respect that. That's oh, fine. Oh, no worries. We can do an elbow bump, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I hug almost every guy comic totally. that or like I at least, see. You know, the one arm dap. The one arm dap hug. hug. But that's what I do with the women, too. I do, I do a little dap up with some... But now I've, yeah. I've, I've trained myself to not hug any woman unless she comes in for the hug. Smart. I will not compliment a woman on her appearance. A female comic, I won't compliment on Word. her appearance. That's smart too. You can um, you can hit him with the outfit. Oh, sick. Or jacket. your hair looks good. I I'm aggressively platonic with all women. I'll be like, oh, dude, you look sick today, bro. I'll say shit like that. Bro, you had a bro on it. No, um, I'll, I'll throw a bro. I'll throw a dog on dude, it, dude. 
Yeah. You are. <laughs> no, for real. Um, I almost make a joke out of how platonic I'm being. You know? Your ass looks slamming, dog. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> if you if you have to talk about the ass, that's how you should do it. <laughs> Your ass looks great, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. And then and then like you know, foot bump them almost. You know. Yeah. Elbow so, tap. So it's a Noggin, weird, bro. And I I respect that and I appreciate that. However, the problem I have with all this stuff relates to this concept of uh, of uh, selective <laughs> selective feminism, which which is still very prevalent. Mm-hmm. And it's another one of those bits that I used to do that uh, Bill Burr has a similar bit. A lot of comics have a similar bit, sure, which sure. is like, I'm sick of selective feminists. Feminists who are equal work, equal pay. Yes, all women. Hillary for president. Yes, all women. Pay for your own drinks. Wait, time out. What do you mean? What? Pay right. for my own drinks. Yeah. That's not. Sure. What about romance? So, um, which is something I've always. So tying into that, which does tie into what we're talking about with the hugs mm-hmm. and the compliments and stuff. We're in a transitional period. We're in a transitional period. And it's awkward. Is all of time. All of time is constantly transitioning you know society is hard (laughs) this ties into my um my semi date slash meeting with this lawyer in san francisco Mm -hmm. um we did meet on an app and again i was inviting people to shows yep and she was like very aggressive about which app tinder because i'm banned from all the other ones come to shows come to shows (laughs) And they're like, what show? Chocolate Sunday, here's the thing. Of course, no one came. Right. Um, she but came. No. But oh. she said, I'm not driving to Oakland. said, well, let's meet up for brunch. So I wasn't meeting my for daughter brunch. until okay. much later. So I said, can you come to brunch in Oakland? And she's a San Francisco high-power lawyer. She goes, I'm not driving to Oakland. You can drive here. Ooh, she is a like lawyer. Hurry. Like hurry. Oh, like yeah. bossy. And I was like, Ooh. I know you can't say the word bossy. She was assertive, let's say. <laughs> so I get in my hoopty and I drive from Oakland to San Francisco, <laughs> which is on a, I guess, Sunday, which is a long journey. Like traffic in LA is bad, but San Francisco, like what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. And then I saw it was International China Day. And I was like, we have a holiday with Asian people on the road. It was a bad combination. Hackyjoke.net. Boo. Anyway, so, so I get there and there's no parking. <laughs> this brunch place. There's no parking. It takes me almost an hour to get there. Yeah. And she's like, cool. It's fine. Right. I go to the brunch place. I double park with my hazards on. Oh, my. I said to have brunch. Like, what's, tell what? me. I'm not really in San Francisco. So I thought maybe she'd show me stuff. We'd go to brunch place. We talk. We talk about a law firm. It's like one of the biggest firms in San Francisco. Biggest yeah. law firms. It's a corporate law firm. Listen if to the you guys, firm. Maybe you're getting a little firm. You know? <laughs> so if you guys don't know anything about law, corporate law is where the big money is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're defending like Google and shit like that. Yeah. They're, so, they're literally and she's a litigator. So litigators also. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so she's a criminal. She's a criminal. <laughs> And by the way, I've had such bad experience with lawyers because my, my terrible lawyer when I had um, a real estate deal in, in uh, New York that sh- that I was already – I'm like, oh, lawyers are evil, right? I mean, that's right. – so she's very assertive. She was, she, was nice. she was nice. She was she was, she was pretty. She was cool. I was just hanging out. Right. had an hour brunch. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. Did she, did she hit you with the power suit? No. Okay. No, Sunday, she right. had her She's rescue dog with you. And it was kind of cool. We talked about travels and stuff like that. And then I'm going to go back to Oakland and see my daughter. And she goes, well, are we hanging out tonight? And I was like... He's like, uh-huh. I, I was like, um, 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have any. See my daughter now, but maybe you know she goes. Well, yeah. Why don't you come back here? Let's hang out. Let's like do something. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. said, you have, you have, is there anything fun in San Francisco? Because she had a lot, that's cool. So I said, okay, well, I'll hit you up. So she starts hitting me up. Mm. Um, and I go, okay, well, brunch. I could come out to San, I go, well, if I drive to San Francisco, like what's, what are we doing? Like what's fun? And it's probably like 6 p.m. And she goes, oh, there, now meanwhile, backtrack, I pay for brunch. Good on you. And I joked and about she's the, a lawyer. And she's a lawyer. And yeah. I was like, hey, you're the lawyer, but I'll pay for brunch because now it is. First time you meet, I get it. Sure. It was like 40 bucks, I think, deal. <laughs> so we go to a place called The Black Cat. It's a music review in San Francisco. A very famous music I've heard review. Of it, yeah. yeah. All the hipsters go there. It's in the middle of like the most ghetto area. It's in not, not Skid Row. Oh, the Tenderloin District in San Francisco, which is a very, there's a um, halfway house literally adjacent to Black Cat. Cool. But it's so cool that you get to go to this super upscale jazz place. Now, I'm sure. not a jazz fan. Oh, okay. I'm not a music review fan. Right. I'll, I'll go. Mm -hmm. But when we go there, I look at the people and I'm like, I guarantee you 90% of these guys are just here on the off chance that they're going to get laid. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a first date where you're like, this is going to seal, right? Right. It's a sealing first date. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. the, like the Magic Castle. Uh huh. When I have friends like, oh, I went to the Magic Castle with a friend. I'm like, nah, he isn't like you're a friend. No one takes you to the Magic Castle to like chill out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so we go there, park, get in. It's a thirty dollar admission to get into the Black Cat. Each, uh, each person sounds like a magic hassle, folks. So I go. My instinct is to go. Okay, I'll get it. Like it's fine. Right. And I pay for the. And then I look at. It, I go. You're getting the rest of the night though. Or you're getting the rest of the evening. And I kind of say it in a kind of like cheeky, like, yeah. but I'm also like, I'm fucking serious. You know yeah. what I mean? I've just dropped uh, $100, not to mention driving and tolls and all that shit. I yeah. say that, but like in my head, I'm going, come on. Come on. So um, <clears throat> we go down there. We listen to the, the singer. Her name is The Empress. <laughs> and a little pretentious. A little pretentious. The she Empress. looked like she just walked out of a Burning Man tent. <laughs> And she's played from piano. Very talented. She'd been on Broadway. Oh, um, she has. It almost felt like something bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> and she used to be Susanna or whatever. And now she's the empress because she went to Uncle Touchy's puzzle basement or something. I don't God, know. Dude. But it was like something. It just felt like, what's the story that now you're not you. You're just, you're wearing a tiara and you're wearing, you know, whatever it is. Those jazz singers have troubles, man. Very talented. Sure. Um, listen to the show. I'm next to this this lawyer. We're talking. We're hanging out. It's a good time. She starts ordering the wine, mm -hmm. which I don't have a problem with because I'm like, hey, guess what? It's on you, Miss High High Power uh, Corporate Lawyer. Sure. So, and I have lots of PTSD from all these dates in the past where I take women out and pay for everything. And there was a name in New York for it that women would pass around called the Tinder Meal Plan. Oh, I'm on the Tinder Meal Plan. Yeah. I'm on the TMP. That's a pretty good bit. They would just go around and have guys pay for their dinners, which mm -hmm. I respect. Yeah. You know. That's the game, baby. But don't also play the I'm a strong, independent feminist right. while you also take advantage of these old archetypes. Sure. So, um, you a hustler, baby. So she orders the, the whites. She has like two glasses of white wine right away. Now, I don't drink. You know me, Tommy. I don't drink the alcohols. Right. Um, so the only. You're I, not I, drinking this whole time? 
So then she starts pressuring me. Come on, get something. Now, I don't really... It's wine, basically, right? Sure. And beer. I don't drink beer because, you know, whatever. Did you drive to the place? Yeah. Okay. She goes, come on, get a wine. So I go, I, I, I'll have a... I guess yeah, they have cab. The only cab they have is a $25 glass called Turnbull. And I look, it's 25 bucks for a glass. Yeesh. And I go, oh. She goes, just get It's fine. It's fine. Turnbull. She's saying it's fine. And you give it the eyebrows like, uh-huh. go, okay. So get the Turnbull. Drink wine. We toast. Blah, blah, blah. She starts like drinking my wine too. Fine. She's a lush. She She's had it, about three, three, three glasses. Okay. Then she reorders my Turnbull. So that's oh. $50 deep in the Turnbull <laughs> department. Corporate. Corporate lawyer. Corporate. I'm like, oh, this girl's. Bu-. And then we order. We have a. Split a burger. We have a salad. Oh. Side dishes. Oh, she's food. corporate. So I'm thinking like we're talking about maybe like, uh, almost $200. If you include the 60 from before, yeah. it's like a $250 night maybe. You're on that same frame. So um, then she starts getting like affectionate. Oh. And then we're kind of. How does that start? A little tickle under the table? A little touch on the leg type of situation. Huh? A little brush on the elbow? And then we, uh, we do a little, uh, little kissy face. Oh. We do a little kissy face, little right? Little kissy face. A little kissy face. Little, I mean, we kiss. Oh, in the restaurant. M- mouthful to mouthful area. In the restaurant. In the restaurant. I ain't yeah. scared no PDA. <laughs> what, you don't do PDA? I'm what are you, a, a big, Puritan? I'm, I'm not a big uh, PDA guy. Even, a, but what, what if... The, in, the, the, in a venue. I'll do out on the street. I'll do a back alley, but I'm going to take her around a corner. You know what I mean? Not in a creepy way. You'll do it behind a dumpster. Right, yeah, you'll in do, a dumpster even. You'll do stray doggy style, yeah. which is doggy gonna, style, but you know, in a dumpster. I'm just going to put a little trash over us so we have a little privacy. <laughs> so you're all about that, but I get, yep, some people are into the PDA. I, I just, I felt <laughs> moved by the moment, and also like, no, I don't I give love a it. shit. Oh, I love a moment of passion. I'm not faulting it's you for that. It's dark. Yeah. Now, oh, okay. And I don't drink, so one drink in, I'm already like, woohoo, I remember my first beer. <laughs> and um, it's not getting like crazy. And at one point she turns to me, she goes, you want to fuck? Ooh, mama. And I just look at her, I go. Big mama. I go, yeah. And she goes, well, it's good to want something. And then turn back around. Oh. Now, I kind of was expecting something of like a little bit of a gameplay like this. Like, okay, she's playing with me. And then I go, hmm. That's the game, man. What's what's happening here? Like, Mm. where is this going? And then (laughs) all of a sudden she turned. Where all of a sudden she just was like, I'm tired. I got to get home and go to sleep. I go, and that's fine. Right. The good thing about being in your 40s is like you don't have that same, I, I, I need to get laid. Like, yeah, you, you want to go to bed your too. Your dick is like, I could take a nap too. We can Netflix tonight, Bill. Yeah. Dick's like, hey, buddy. It's cool. I've been in a pussy yeah. before. <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, moving no, on. If I never fucked again, as long as I got so a you nice don't, place to sleep. So you lose some of the weird like desperation. Yeah. And I think the desperation is literally – uh, sort of emotional manifestation of like just the building of all the sperm in your balls constantly when totally. you're in your 20s. Now it's like the sperm, they get plopped out like once every I've started to do minutes. better with women recently just because I don't care. I'm like not even – like I think when I was first here, I was like I hadn't gotten laid. And I was like I need to get laid. And yeah. it's not the way to get laid. It's, it's like get laid. you got to have – It's like if you want a job, if you want an acting job, don't care about getting the job. You just got to be fucking – in the pocket. Yeah. And Someone's like going like, hey. to the acting job like, ugh, I can't believe I'm here for you fucking losers. Yeah. But I'll audition. And Your like, dick's got to be guy. like smoking a cig, leaning on a brick wall. 
to get laid. Wear a French beret. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing a saxophone. Yeah. Your dick's got to be like, uh, I'm an artist. You know? Like, exactly. No, no. Exactly. So I don't really care. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you're mad, aren't you? You're mad because you thought we were going to fuck. She goes, well, sorry. You, 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 you live here. And what I go, the he goes, she goes, she goes, I'll just Uber home. Now, I haven't what said. What a weirdo. I haven't said a thing. Yeah. I haven't been like, oh, come on, man. Or, geez. I was like, no, it's cool. I go, it's cool. And I put $40 cash down on the table. Right. Because I was going to cover like tip and tax. Sure. And then she goes, what's that $40 on the table? Now, I'm thinking, because she's covering it. Right. Because Mama Lawyer is covering it. Mm-hmm. Then the waiter, sorry, the server, <laughs> PC, comes with a check, drops on the table, and this is a visual for people at home who can't see this, and she looks at me, and then she looks at the check with a little smile and looks back at me. Oh. And I go, oh, I go, I forget oh. what she said. She said something like, just a smart... Smarmy, oh. like, mm. oh and I took my forty dollars, I put it in my wallet, and I walked out. I just left. <laughs> Tommy, oh. it was, it felt like at the end of Midnight Express when oh the guy finally God. got out of the Turkish prison <laughs> and he was running free. It was one of the most. Oh. It felt like it should be at the end of a movie. It was so empowering because you know what? You go, girl. I was going, girl. <laughs> I had my own you go, girl moment. I had my own J-Lo second act oh hustlers moment mm-hmm. where I just, and it was very, I, Michael Corleone did. I walked very, I picked up my, I said, okay, put it in. I said, there was good. And I, and I walked out. And now she was sitting there. You flicked the lid, and when cigarette. I, and I went all the way across the room. Uh-huh. I walked up steps and I did one peek back Yeah. as I rounded up the top step. To the uh, you lose, second floor. You lose two points for the peak back, but go on. Should have done the peak back because you right. know when you walk away from the burning car or Ooh, the explosion, you don't Denzel Washington you don't style. You don't look back. Yeah. What'd you Ma- see though? So she was just sitting there. Right. So she was obviously like, maybe she thought I was going to the bathroom, and then I was going upstairs. She just goes, and I'm walking very slow. I walk out. I'm not like mm. you do like because I wiggle the hips a complete little. Complete presence of mind about what I did. Right. I walk out, and also she just mentioned the Uber. Right. I walked to my car, which is a half a block on the same. Okay. Right by the black cat. And as I'm getting into my car, she comes storming out of the black. She goes, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And I said, I said, yeah. I go, thank you for dinner. She goes, are you fucking serious? And I literally <laughs> I'm did. I'm on the Tinder. <laughs> I literally did uh, a Godfrey bit. Where I went, mm, bye. <laughs> I did a bye with three M's in front of it. Mm, bye. And I got in the car. And I swear to God, <laughs> this is where I know that what I did wasn't immoral or bad right. or lacked integrity. Mm-hmm. Because my heart wasn't beating funny. No. I didn't feel, I think for a second, but I was just like, no. This girl was tr- trying to play me. Yeah. Absolutely trying to play me. Mm -hmm. And not to mention the fact that as a comic who's not famous, she must know I make probably a tenth of what she makes. She's corporate. She's a criminal. You did the right thing. Yeah. Number one, I know you're like Mr. Andrew Yang fan, so you (laughs) – I'm a fucking socialist. And I have a a daughter. And I drove from 
Oakland oh, twice dude. to see she, her. She did and dirty, I paid dude. the admission. And she orders five glasses of wine, which I didn't want. Two of them were twenty five dollars each. She pressured you to get the wine. And then the check came. She goes, mm. Mm. after she goes, you want to fuck? Let's good to want something. And I just looked at her. I go, wow. And this is where it gets really kind of shitty for me to say, but part of me is kind of like, look, I've been in New York and L.A. I've been to the mountaintop with women. I mean, I've been to the mountaintop. I was a kundalini yoga I don't even mean that, although I do. But I mean, like, I've been with some of the most amazing women so far out of my league. Yeah. Smarter, funnier, better looking, more successful. That that I was just like, wow, she can act like this in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Because in San Francisco, she's whatever. Right. In LA, like, you know, sorry. <laughs> that sounds really bad, maybe. But eh, but, but kind of like I don't I don't know who you think you are that like this is okay. I mean I didn't have and then she she did text me like oh she said have fun jerking off tonight, which is a very weak thing because well, I usually do. I mean yeah, it's rare that I jerk off and I lose interest. Although that has happened. Once you hit forty, sometimes you're jerking off and the, your peers is like. Bro, are we really doing this? I jerk off and lose interest, and I'm in my twenties. <laughs> I'm just not that sexual. Yeah, but you're also that weird millennium, millennial generation where you guys aren't boning as much. You know that's a thing, right? There's studies. Millennials aren't having as much sex as the cavemen mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. By the way, in the eighties, I was the most refined. I was the most half gay, sensitive, fruity guy, and now I'm a caveman. Yeah. Because of my mentality. Way I'm sure the it. same thing will happen to me. Yeah. You're gonna look at me, there's going to be a generation. They're going to be like, Tommy, you're just so, ugh. Yeah. What are you, a primitive? Um, <laughs> so Give that five felt, years. That felt really good. And, and it felt like a weird sort of revenge on all these all the women times who did I've, you been, wrong? I've been sh- shitted on. Just, just not, not by women who that could be wrong. That story you just told, now that's feminism. That's feminism in a nutshell right there. <laughs> I was being very pro-feminist. But it wasn't so much like women shitting on me as opposed to You did that women, to empower her. Women, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? I would love to call her and like have Put her Put her on talk. the podcast. Bring uh, her on the podcast. That would be great. <laughs> that would be so great. So to- I'm a little I, – I really kind of thought there was going to be a happy ending to the story. And I guess there was. You got away. Yeah, I drove away. I was like Jesse at the end of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Driving away. I broke through a fence. I was like, I was laughing my fucking ass off. I was like, this is great. And she was just texting me like, have fun jerking off. And I could tell that she was kind of drunk texting, so she didn't have much like awareness of of everything she was texting. And I just said, hey, look, all you had to be was cool. Ooh. I wouldn't mind paying. I wouldn't mind paying. If you'd even reached for your pocketbook or offered to split it. By the way, she'd also offered to split it that day. Yeah. So it wasn't like me assuming she'd want to split. She'd offered to split it. Wow. So then she goes, well, I know you want to fuck me. I'm not going to fuck you. And here, pay for it. I can take an Uber. And I just said, that's fine. I agreed with every, all of her conditions were met, but it entailed me walking out. That was the only – if I had paid for that, I would have felt like the biggest goddamn chump. And I'm such a people pleaser because my alcoholic mother that all I want to do is make women happy. Right. And I'm so glad that I was like, nah, well, not good. in a mean way. Women deserve to be happy. But this was not a woman. This was a criminal. 
I agree. Corporate <laughs> uh, lawyers in general, corporate lawyers. So, Tommy, corporate have you? Lawyer. What's your worst date experience? That was my best date experience. What's your worst date experience? Oh man, I'm trying to. Off the top of my head, I don't even. Because you've probably taken women to dinner and wore a blazer like a dick and tried to impress them with combing your hair and shit. Never. I mean, I have not. I don't. I haven't been on that many big pay dates because I have been broke as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. But I have a couple like college stories where I, <laughs> I drank too much, <laughs> and then like just <laughs> threw up in their apartment, and then woke up the next day and it was a disaster. So like kind of huge humiliations, but nothing. Um, yeah, I had one date where there was a girl really beautiful girl we we're flirting we went to the getty museum oh nice which by the way is a good date for you tommy because the getty museum is free wow and it's huge you can just walk around and That's pretend like about. you care about fucking who's that guy giovanni i don't know um giovanni. and we were going to go back to the laugh factory she's gonna come watch me do a set and we take in different cars and all of a sudden i don't hear from her I'm like, where are you going? I was like, are you ditching me? Like, what are you? I didn't hear from her. And I'm at the, I'm like, you know what? I was like, you, and I called her a C. I said, Oof. you're a fucking cunt. William. I can't believe you did. You know, this is years <laughs> ago. Years ago. I would never say that now. Right. I, I really don't. I would never no, no, text, no, no. I, I would no, never no, text a C word anymore. Just because it is, you, it's the, it's like crossing the Rubicon. <laughs> you can't go back. <laughs> no. And is, what's is funny is what happened point. is she got in a, uh, a fender bender. Hmm. So she was dealing with insurance and cops and all this stuff. Right. And she goes, uh, I'm sorry. I got, my car got hit and I've been dealing with stuff. And I was like, Oh yeah. Um, sorry about that. Uh, so do you still want to come to the hilarious? <laughs> wow. And she was like, Lose my number. That is literally <laughs> that is literally like Larry David quitting his oh. job and then showing up at work the next day and like nothing happened. Yeah. Hey, oh, everything's fine, right? Yeah, right. You still want to get grab drinks. <laughs> so another phrase I've heard recently is that has replaced Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. This might be an urban phrase, is text and smash. Have you heard this? Is this a thing? I haven't heard text around? and smash. I've heard smash. I've heard text. Text and know. smash. Is this just like it's like a late night hookup? I don't know. I just saw it. Text oh. and smash. I was like, okay. So do you think that it is... Um, this is for people without Netflix subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So poor people like you, Tommy. Yeah. As long as your texts are blue. people with a track phone. <laughs> yeah. Blue text, not green text. Loser. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, so what's next for you, Tommy? What's, what's, let's, let's get you to the next level with this girl. You, is there a girl that you're currently having a consensual sexual relationship with? I don't know why it's a consensual. Of um, course it's going to be consensual. Not really. I had a very cool situation like this week where, I mean, this was like truly something out of a storybook. Yes. Uh, in in terms of how fortunate it, it lined up. Um, so this old girl from college is flying out here for a weekend visit, right? And um, we kind of like used to flirt back in the day. We hooked up once before. But I haven't seen her in months. Uh, and uh, she happens to be flying out the same weekend that I got booked on the Long Beach show. Oh. So she's like, are you on doing any shows this weekend? And I was like, 
<laughs> Am of. I? I'm doing the biggest show that I've done here. <laughs> uh, so I was like, yeah, I can put her on the guest list. She's with her mom. Oh. So I put her and her mom on the guest list. So they feel very special. She's like North Carolina, too. And, uh, and the Long Beach Laugh Factory is a beautiful club. Dude, and Long Beach is beautiful. Long Beach is a great date location for people, locals looking for a place to go. So I go up. I have a great set. This is like me showing off my superpower. Yes, we were talking about that. So what? can, we, can you she give a couple of jokes? She used to watch me do stand-up in college yeah. at this shitty little cafe. Yeah. And... Uh, now it's like three years later, and I'm doing stand-up. Was uh, the crowd packed? Was it nice? Eh, it was like 50 people. Okay. It was a decent show. Not bad, yeah. Medium show. Yeah. Um, and uh, then that happens. And the next day, I was like, let's grab drinks or, you know, late night uh, dessert or something. She had some meetings. She's flying out the next day. So we meet up. We grab drinks. We're chatting. We're near the beach area. And uh, we ended up just going out onto the beach. In, the middle in of Long the Beach? Yeah. Isn't no, like a harbor there? Not in Long Beach. This was in. This is the next day. It was like Redondo Beach. Okay. And we're out in the sand. Nobody else is out there. During the day? No. It was like oh, 11, night. 12. You had a little towel? Had a little towel. With a design you know, on it? She's into it. I'm into it. Do you, you have know? a bottle of... I didn't have a bottle of anything. We had kind joint. of been drinking at the bar. We were like maybe a you have weed? block away. Nah, no weed. Okay. I wasn't super prepared. Okay. <laughs> but you're working the aggressively platonic thing. So you're on the beach on a towel. Not as platonic night. with her because we, we have a little history. Okay. So you're on Redondo Beach with the with the towel. Yeah. And then we just kind of hooked up out there. You had sex on the beach? We didn't have sex. But we did kind of, you know, got a little. I mean. A little what? touch and go out there, you know. A little touch and go. Do things reach fruition? Well, one or the other. Oh, okay. And a little, a little two of uh, some, three dozen of the next. Okay. You know? And was that the end of the evening? Um. Well, then, uh, you know, we drove back to her hotel. And her I hotel. Dropped her off. Okay. Oh, but you dropped her off because you were staying with her mom. Right. Okay. And then she flew out. And then she flew out. It was fun. And you're like, that's fun. And this Zero is Zero obligation this now? This is the ideal situation for me because it's like we were both really into it. Yeah. It was very fun. And we both kind of knew at the end, we fly away, and uh, maybe we'll meet again in the future. Yeah. You know? Now we have this kind of a romantic night to idealize. Yes. And we don't have to have this You don't have to ruin it where everything by is ever awful. talking again. <laughs> and maybe, maybe we'll occasionally be like, hey, you know, how's it going? Think about it. You know, the text mm-hmm. thing. But it'll be, it'll be this fantasy. Yeah. This fantasy land that we can live in. And I'm going back to North Carolina in December. Maybe we'll meet up. You can have a December May relationship. And this is this is perfect for me because I am at a place where I can't emotionally commit to something super serious. So why is that, Tommy? I'm just I'm Is that just, just something you say because you feel like that's what you have to say as a I have grinder? to devote all of my energy to, to <laughs> Bill Dawes, the Afterlife <laughs> podcast and, and doing my videos occasional uh, <laughs> clips, you know. Uh-huh. And that is where my passion is. Yes. Editing stand-up clips for various comedians at the Lab Factory. So, uh, was that sarcastic? A little huh? bit? What? No. What? Okay. No. No. I love it. I love. I love cutting one-minute clips and putting subtitles on them. It's very rewarding work. Um, I pay you, Tommy. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm being serious. Moving on. So, um, but but you know what I mean. Yeah, I get. It, I get. It. It's like, um, I would like to have a girlfriend, 
but also I just I'm like so ADD and scatterbrained and like barely keeping my life together as mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Adding a, like a big responsibility that another person's emotions are dependent on yeah. is not where I'm at right now. I think that I think what adult for a night. What like adulthood yes. You know. <laughs> what adulthood really is, and I learned this when I was probably a little bit older than you, someone told me this. Um, adulthood is really just taking responsibility for other people. Right. Because the idea of taking responsibility for other people when you're early twenties is like, what? What do you mean? I don't take responsibility for I'm taking responsibility for myself. But if you're in a place where you don't want to take responsibility for another person, then yeah, you should stay single. I think you absolutely should stay single. But the thing is, now you got to negotiate it and act like a ninja where you can get people on board with this idea. Right. Yeah. And then and I have come across other women in this town and they are on the same page with me. I have a couple other girls that sometimes will hook up and we kind of get what's going on. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're both super busy, but this is cool. This is cool because we know that it's chill. It is what it is. Now, I've been mostly celibate because – no, but for real. Because um, I I have a real tough time. This is going to sound so hacky and so every guy, but no one talks about it. In a cogent way, condoms for me are a problem because they don't make them big enough. No, I'm kidding. You get that little droop droop. <laughs> no, condoms for me are. Pro- it's not that I get a droop droop. I just I feel like <laughs> I really. F- I- I've been having sex with a condom where I've been feeling like a. It's painful for me. It's painful for her. And I just. Yeah, I don't know. It gets all desiccated and like shrink wraps on your mm. dick, and then, uh, and it feels like you got uh, a thick log. That's what you said. <laughs> no, for but all I, those listening, you got a thick but log. But I feel like you gotta you gotta really focus on the end result because it just gets really like okay, you know. Mm. So um, I would almost rather not have sex than wear a condom. I'd wear a condom, obviously, but I would prefer. Not to, and then you could do that weird song and dance where you try to convince a woman you're clean, mm. and then you ask, you, you do that thing like right before your body has like, you're clean, I'm clean, you know, which is such a garbage way of doing anything. Totally. Um, what you're about your the- generation? Are you are you are you fine with the condoms? Is condoms well, part of? Now this is a me thing, but <laughs> from time to time, I've been known to <laughs> blast off a little prematurely. <laughs> So what does that I mean, what does that mean blast like off the, prematurely. I just mean like. Have you done you doing the Kegels? I told you to do a hundred. I try kegels. the Kegels, but sometimes when you got a nut, you got a nut. <laughs> Tommy. Um. Yeah. Anyways. I wish men could take other men and do like a, a tutelage mm-hmm. that wasn't gay. Yeah. But like, I Me feel too. like Rachel Wolfson, friend of the pod. Uh huh. Sure. She's great. She, and she's very. She expresses her opinion sexually a lot, and she said that. With all the porn out there, I think she posts on Facebook. With all the porn out there, you think that men would be better at sex. Yeah, but that's like watching game tape. It's not like runner drills. Yeah, but I said to her, I said, really? Because according to every porn, women really love a reverse cowgirl where their back is arched. Porn is is ridiculous. And I've never known like 0% of women probably want to have sex that way. No. 
Very few women just want to be roughly pounded. You know what I mean? And I wonder if because of the Some prevalence do. of porn, I wonder if because of the prevalence of porn that that there's a whole generation of men and women who think that that is what sex is. It's just 100%. pounding away. And I think more men than women think this, but it's probably going both ways. I think it probably is going both ways. A lot of men think that to please a woman, because these women in the porn are just like overly gasping, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like, oh, this is oh amazing. My God. And it's just these dudes, you know, they got, like, they got their one angle and they're just boom, going boom, at it boom, like boom. a fucking jackhammer. Yeah. But I don't know. My mom is, uh, you know, she does like couples therapy, sex therapy. And she's Have you like, talked to your mom about this? Yeah, a little bit. Like that Netflix series, Sex Education? Basically. See, this is where I go with the whole tantric love master thing. Yeah. I used to just be very much into the idea of just nothing, just there, just soaking, just hanging out, just soaking, soaking, soaking. That's what the Mormons call. Mormons have this thing. It's you can look it up. It's called soaking, where they're not supposed to have premarital sex. I've heard about this, but they can soak. I think it's breaking the rules. It's a Mormon way of being. You know. They've always justified being like sexual perverts. Those Starts goddamn as gingers. Soaking, ends up as jiggling. Oh, I, I, <laughs> Let's be the honest. soak oh, became oh, jiggle. They're up in the pearly gates like, y'all ain't jiggle. Y'all ain't even <laughs> jiggle. Okay. All right. All right, William. I was watching. I see you jiggling. Um, but it's I, just a twitch, I swear. Yeah, but I do think that people, I think that the pounding thing is kind of so embedded. Here's a very funny story. There's a space for pounding, but that is not the whole game. I mean, I, I, I hope not. I'm not. I'm not much of a pounder. Um, my friend, one of my, he's like my little brother, um, who's actually in a bad place right now. Peace out. Um, but he, um, he told me I can't smoke anymore because I'm gonna get very, very inarticulate. Okay. He told me that. Uh, he goes, oh, so I'm having sex. This is years ago. He was probably 22, 21. He goes, uh, yeah, we were having sex. So you know, I. I, you know, so I was ready to come. So I, you know, I pulled out and was getting ready to come her face. And I was like, wait, wait. Face. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, you know, you just pull out and come her face. I go, I, I go, I'm a grown, I was 30, whatever, at the 34. So I was like, I've never come in a girl. I think maybe once. I remember one time I did it and I was like, ooh, that's so naughty. I wasn't, it, it, I never had the urge to do it. Right. I've never done it. It's always struck me. So I'm like, oh my God, that's something you can do. But but he grew up because he was so young. He's yeah. a little bit older than you, but mm-hmm. all he saw was the money shot. So he thought that the way sex was came to culmination was a man coming on a woman's face. Like that was de rigueur. That was normal. Like they're him. into it. A, that they're into it. And B, that, well, according to every porn he's ever watched, right. that's how sex finishes. So it wasn't even like this toxic masculine thing that he was like, I'm going to dead it. He was just like, that's what you do. It's a gross misunderstanding and lack of communication. But the thing is, nobody talks about sex in high schools right. or no one understands Like high school sex. boys talk about sex, but they do it in a very immature, kind of oh. jovial, exaggerated way. Yeah. Where they're all kind of like, they all know. Well, here's the thing. Nobody in high school knows much about sex, but you're all trying to put on like you know more than you do. That's everyone still. Yes. Excellent point. That doesn't just end in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone tries to pretend like they have mastery over it. And it's weird because it's like, hey, you want to do jujitsu? 
I, I don't know. I've only, I have only done it like a way. I don't know. Like, okay, well, I can teach you jujitsu. So right. it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Sex is no different from jujitsu. Totally. It needs train. You need your ten thousand hours. That's why you got to have a long term girlfriend. It helps have a long term girlfriend. I got to. I have to just quick shout out. I'm not going to drop names, but yeah. I had one girlfriend for a long time, and without her, I who knows where I would be. Oh, you'd be a mess. I would be a complete mess. Yeah, she turned you, me from a mess into I'm in the game. Yeah, you know. You definitely need. When I was twenty. Two twenty three. I had a thirty seven year old yoga teacher girlfriend. Oh my god! At Williamstown Theater Festival. Uh huh. And and I just remember like w- w- like this is happening. Right. And I think the first and I thought I was probably killing the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just out of college. I'm like I'm killing the game. Yeah. And uh, she, I think the first few times she was kind of like, Ugh, this is. Time to show this guy what's up. And it, right. and I was with her for like a year and a half kind of on and off. And she definitely like schooled me. But I was also willing to because I was like, okay, teach Some me teach me the ways. are insecure and unwilling to learn, unwilling to admit that they don't know. It's but a good thing. You got to be – you got to have uh, open ears and an open heart, you know? Yeah. And also women are very different in how they respond sexually. Every woman is different. Every woman is different. That's a good thing to keep in mind. It's kind of like that uh, – Dostoevsky, the first sentence of Anna Karenina, is it like, uh, every happy family is the same. Every unhappy family is unhappy in their own way. And I feel like sexually, like there's a lot of sexual dysfunction in the world. And that doesn't mean that they can't have sex or enjoy sex, but it means like you have to kind of negotiate or navigate around yours or theirs. So Tommy, with the PE, do you still feel PE is a problem? Not I mean, to be ashamed of. It'll go away. I mean, yeah. Well, it depends on the situation. I think it's just like, like in your pants. Oh no! Oh, Come just on, dur- dude. during sex as a. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm soon. not lasting yes. as long as I'd like, and yes. I think a lot of guys could say the same. Of course, at, at your age, of course. Sure. Yeah. Um, because you know, I really, I want to do a good job, and I think I get a little anxious. Yeah. And if you're anxious in a sexual situation, your body flips into this other mode where uh-huh. you come faster uh-huh. is like instinctually. Sure, that makes sense. Because like whenever I've had uh, a girlfriend, mm-hmm. it, it goes away. When we've had sex a few times, it stops happening. But I think when I'm hooking up with someone for the first time and I'm trying to um, perform on a certain level to set like an impression, mm-hmm. this um, I, go, I go faster. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm more of I'm a round two guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I think I think in your twenties, mm. round two is where you're killing the game. <laughs> but but I don't have a lot one, of round. I don't have a lot of round twos in me, Tommy. My round one has got to be a round one, round two. I've got to have a round two because round one is <laughs> already done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big pregame guy. You know what I mean? Here's some quick fixes for that. Okay. Talk about the Kegels. Uh huh. Or the Kegels, if you want to be a jerk. Uh oh, I'm opening up on the internet. No. Here's another. Here, here, here's it. Okay, obviously breathing is the big one. You got to breathe. You got to right. like inhale, nose, exhale, mouth. Breathe. Number one. Seriously, I'm not fucking around. You know what's kind of funny? What? As I realized, I was trying not to come uh-huh. sometimes, and I make this focus face, uh-huh. and I didn't even know I was making it. But this is me trying to think of other things to kind of just stay in the zone and not. Because if I focus on the pleasure, I'm probably gonna go. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to like focus on other things and I make this face and this girl was like, I didn't even know if you were having a good time because you were making this oh, face like you were God. in pain. Yeah. 
That's so funny. And I was like, holy shit, I forgot that you could see me. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff that you have to kind of f- figure out with your partner. Yeah. One is the noise quotient. What's the acceptable noise? Changes on your living situation. Um, <laughs> yeah, changes on your living situation. The talk. Some people like a little bit of the dirty talk. Some people don't. It's one of those things you kind of have to sort of guess and throw it out there and see if they respond. Choking. Right. Put a hand on the neck. If they go, mm, if they go, you know, so there are ways, obviously. Okay, so back to the PE. The Kegels, Kegels. A lot, of, a lot of girls like a little neck tickle. You know what I mean? They like a little okay. tease. I, I think, but not necessarily like. I don't mean go unconscious. Right. But oh, I no, think no, no, no. 98.7% of women like a little bit of choke. Just like a, a little, just bit a of little choke. hint of the potential that maybe there's danger. Yeah, a hint of potential <laughs> that you might die. No, no, not just, too bad. And yeah, and it's not even. <laughs> and that's, that's so funny because it's like nobody wants to get hurt or die, but just like it's just like an adrenaline thing. Yes. I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I and that's funny because because you also don't want to waste time. So if you're talking to a woman, like I think it's really fair to have these discussions up front. Sure. About what you like or what you want, as opposed to find out months later when you finally yes, like see the deal. That is the ideal. But that can also come across as very creepy or. I usually probably wouldn't do that stuff before the first time because I don't want to assume that we're having sex. But once we're like, mm-hmm. maybe we've had sex once, mm-hmm. could have been bad. Yes. Round two, or even like, let's say we're, maybe we have sex twice in one night. We do mm-hmm. one time, maybe. In the interim period, I'm like, you know, what's what is what, you know, <laughs> who is who, who how are did, you, how would I do, who am I? I have my you little, know? I have my iPad with the smiley faces. Yeah. Where will you rank me? Yeah. Will you what give me does a five? The fox say, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is a little investigative yeah. journalism. Here's my Yelp. Uh-huh. What can I improve on? But no one likes to talk about that because yeah. people are too insecure about sex. Give it's me that very up bizarre. down Roman emperor thumb. Yeah. Mid journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? One yeah. wink for yes, two winks for no. Mm-hmm. You know? Sorry. So, I agree. <laughs> Kegels. Kegels, right? Breathing. Take some yoga classes. That'll help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number number two, you got to stretch your groin. Okay. Because that, that's your sexual nervous system. Right. Right? The, 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 the nerves along here. You got to stretch that. Now, the third thing I do... You got to get past the point of like, I got to think of like my dying grandma to not come. I'm not a dying grandma guy because I don't want to. Are you wanna... like the Mets, 86 Mets guy? Like what is your. I actually, I do like, uh, and you know what? <laughs> you know what I've actually been doing? That what? is good. Um, For people who aren't following, right? When you're tr- as a guy trying not to come. You're thinking Sometimes of you think of something else to prevent you. And a you. lot of guys, their decision is to think of something horrific and violent. <laughs> something horrifying. And, um. And that has never made sense to me. Because yeah. then they come, and now they have... It starts this weird neurological <laughs> oh, link. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's fucked. But but the idea is just to get your mind off. You know how... I heard Pete Holmes talk about this on stage one time. But, like, you know how you, if you focus your energy, you can, like, put your consciousness down into your groin sometimes? Yeah. And now you're, like, your sensation and the focus of your nerves is in the groin area. Yes. The idea of this is to just shift that focus to something else so yes. that you're not experiencing it as intensely. Yes. And what I kind of do is with my hand, maybe I just kind of like pinch something or I do something like 
of a bit of a pressure or like yeah. in my toe or something. And I just focus on that body part mm-hmm. and that kind of works. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> no, I think that's, I th- look, this is going to be the sex episode and we're going to get so many downloads. Maybe me and Mars wants to contribute. This would be the most, maybe, maybe well, one we of the are most. an hour 10. We're an hour and 10. Okay. Real quick, me and Mars, we're, you'll take the microphone sexually. Okay, we're talking about what, any advice for men wanting to have sex with a nice, nice young raccoon like you? Be funny. Don't be cute. I hate it when men are trying to be cute. I like quiet guys, I guess, because I like to talk. <laughs> um, be interesting. Everybody fucking likes hiking and dogs. And Disneyland, all the fucking shit I hate except for dogs. Be interesting for fuck's sake. Okay. Now, once they are interesting and you're in the room next the to mine, throws of unfortunately, <laughs> um, what is what does a guy? How should a guy make sweet love to you? I'm really thinking about this one. Yeah. Do you just like to be pounded? Is that your thing? Sometimes. um, You know, I've never had, like, the sweet love making with, like, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Never did that with candles and shit, you know? No? Maybe, yeah, that's how to win me over. I need something new. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Got it. (laughs) I was expecting a little bit more from Mia Mars, but I love you anyway. Kind of one drag of that. So, Tommy, this is the rest of my advice for you. All right. It's very anti Mia Mars. Number one. Light candle, a candle. Candles, 100%. Oh, candles are great. Music, 100%. And I'll, oh, t- yeah. and I'll tell, tell you why. Music. I'll tell you why, music and candles. Because you need all – when all of your senses are engaged, kind of like your pinching technique, uh-huh. the less focus will be on the one part that you're trying not to – A little now, bit of weed ain't hurt. Weed is great. You got to get the right weed. There is a list of weed uh, that I've been researching that are best. Granddaddy Purple. Sour Diesel. Okay. Um, I'm familiar with the diesel. Bubblegum Kush. Okay. <laughs> anything with uh, weed with vanilla extract because vanilla is an aphrodisiac. So weeds, you gotta get, I think you should get an Indica, Tommy. I'm not an indica you. guy, but but maybe you gotta take it. Maybe you gotta take this, yeah. Maybe you gotta take an indica <sighs> and try that. Not if you're already deep in the in the in the throes. You think I have it? All right, Mia. Ah. Now she's talking. Okay, so um, yeah, and yeah, biting helps stop stem the sensation. Lots of things you can kind of like, you know. But I tell you what, my, you... my friend's advice to me was always uh, just when it feels like you're about to come, change positions. Mm. But but sometimes that's like too quick, and you change, <laughs> and you're like, you're like Oops. oh, we're going back already, and then you're like, uh... <laughs> you're like, here you I know, am. I'm just gonna hang out here for a little bit. Yes, yes, I get that. I, I've I, even in my adult post yoga teacher days, I've had moments of PE. Sure, it's a lot of times you can get by by just changing up the rhythm like oh and we're going slow and it feels like oh this is an intentional thing he's doing mm-hmm. to be uh you know 
this or that, or we're completely transparent and they know exactly what's going on. I mean, this that is what is I would say. If you, if, you, if you feel the beginnings of the tickles, mm-hmm. this is what I would say. A little tangle. I would say. Oh, stop, I get the tangle. Get the tingles. Stop moving. And whilst, I think that's the first time I said whilst on this podcast. I got to say, this is a landmark moment. Whilst <laughs> inside of her, uh-huh. um, and this is most effective with a sans condom. Whilst inside of her, just start, just start pulsing by doing Kegels. The Kegels? Just start Kegeling. Boom. Kegel pulse. Just start pulsing. And it's like, it's like, your, like car, a- your car is, your sports car, your Ferrari is idling. Sounds like a special ability in a fighting. And game, by the way, by the way, pulse. it will be pleasurable for her. Really? Yes. Because they're real sensey down there. They're real sensey, and you just—they're there, and you just—you're not just stopping. Like, okay, let me. Just, you're there. You're like boom, ba boom, ba boom, kegel, 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 kegel. It's like you're talking to her. You talking to her, oh, and maybe wow. she'll talk back to you. Maybe she'll kegel back, <laughs> and then you two just talking to each other. Yo. <laughs> you never see a porn where guys like, yo, you're supposed to be talking to me. That's what they're, that's what they're that saying. That Pussy Be Yankin' was a popular rap song of the 2017. <laughs> Look it up yeah. on Urban Dictionary. So just, just in is. that moment, pre that moment, just palsy, 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 palsy. And then, and then you'll get past that wave. That Morris Code. Say, the, I love you in Morris Code. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Long, short, short, long. She'll yeah. be like, what, are you, what does that mean in Morris Code? The, look, the, 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 the Kegel uh, Pulse. I'll always be here. The Kegel Pulse <laughs> as a interstitial sex move. That might be the first interstitial of the podcast too. Yeah. Okay. We just gotta. We just gotta. Yeah. Put these landmarks down. I think down is 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 the pimp thing that's going to change the game for you, Tommy. Just kegel pulse. The pussy boom, pulse. Boom, 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 and not in a goofy way. You're not like. <laughs> you're the coochie like, code. Is there like maybe you're ki- you're kissing her right? Right. So Statue of Liberty place. She thinks you're kissing. Right. But you just pulsing. You just pulse it. Maybe, maybe you grab an arm. Maybe you tickle a hand. And then she'll be like, oh, this motherfucker knows what he's doing. Maybe you pinch a butter, kiss a boob. I don't know. Yeah, if you this do is... the Kegel pulse while inside her, <laughs> she's not going to say, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's yeah. doing. She's going to be like, oh, my God, this guy's doing some next level shit. Whoa. This guy's fucking transferring psychic energy. With yeah. Because the, the, the Kegel pulse mm-hmm. is almost like a magic trick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. like... Uh, it's an intellectual psychic connection yeah. more than a physical one. Yeah. Wow. Like, I'm just like, my heart is beating. It gives the impression that your heart is beating through your penis inside them. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the weeds <laughs> talking, but yeah. I think so. Cause you do it. Boom. She's boom, going to go tell her friends like our hearts were in sync. I can feel <laughs> this is what you should do. You yeah. got to listen to her pulse and you got to match the pulse of her heart. With your Kegel pulse. Yeah, so you put your ear on her chest. It's a pulse synchronization you know through what? Kegeling. You know what? You just taught me something. I'm going to try that. That's an interesting strategy. Yeah. And Man. then you got to whisper, our heart speed is one. Yeah. <laughs> except except like, for the part that definitely don't do that. No, um, you got you got to be like, <laughs> maybe our heart speed is one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just got to put one finger in the butt. Right up to you saying mm, that. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. I'm not a butt guy. I'm, a lot of millennials are like, You're I still eat. young. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. Like, what's the new trend? You said Ew, eating there's, ass. There's dookie down there. That's I'm, I'm very immature. But <laughs> yeah, what about, but, what but, about all the dookie down there? <laughs> <laughs> you do a dookie cleanse. A dookie cleanse. Look, do a dookie cleanse. Keep, okay, first of all. No, no, no. This is what happens. You're doing the Kegel pulse, right? Uh-huh. Our heart speed is one. And then you whisper right in her ear, did you... Do a dookie cleanse? (laughs) 
did you did you watch your butt down there? Yeah. And she's like, no. <laughs> if a girl is coming over for sex, she should dookie cleanse. Everyone should dookie cleanse. Everyone should dookie cleanse all the time. Regularly. We should have a class. We should have a podcast just on dookie cleansing. Yeah. There's a way to do it. Sure. We should you have know? a dookie cleanse expert on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> dookie yeah. cleanse is a good stripper name, maybe. Dookie cleanse. Yeah. It's a drag Welcome queen. to the stage. Dookie, dookie cleanse. <laughs> All right. Kegel Pulse and Dookie that, Cleanse. That That's we, what we learned. Kegel Pulse and Dookie Cleanse. I mean, if you don't take anything else away from this, uh, yeah. Dookie Cleanse, Kegel Pulse, yes. and Bill said the word wow. Here, here's the last thing I'll say. Um, a lot of women, because of society, and it's it's shitty that the way women are, are, are told to feel, are yes. made to feel gross about having periods. Mm-hmm. About having vaginas, about having you know their whole yeah, lives, having right? Crabs. I say so. A lot of women. I would say ninety nine percent of women enjoy getting oral sex. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, I would say most women enjoy getting good oral sex as much, if not more, than men do. Yes. Because there are men who are like, I'm not a fan of it. But every woman I know would want, if unless you're like, oral is great. Some women don't like it. But here's the thing. But I don't think do. they like it. They don't. The ones that don't like it. It's because they feel self-conscious and they feel ashamed about the way they taste, the way they smell, the way they look, whatever it Interesting. is. Interesting. That's so a good point. there's a way to make women feel great about that. You got to go. Once, <laughs> once they feel great about that, by complimenting Sorry. the taste and smell, then you eat their dookie. Because <laughs> once you're in the dookie. Yeah. You're in her heart. The pussy's no problem. Yeah. Okay. The vag is the AAA baseball league once you've done the dookie. Right, you are. So what's the major league baseball? Major league, league baseball is uh, a friend's ass. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even. That's know. definitely the weed yeah. talking right there. Yeah. For, oh, for sure. Um, all right. Well, I think we covered everything sexually. I Tommy, think. could you edit that out? <laughs> Not for. I forget who um, edits. That was so stupid. All right. So that was cool. I hope. I hope this was educational a little bit. I think so. I like the idea of talking about sex. I wanted to be a sex therapist for a long time. Wow. You know. Here we and are. I'm glad I can talk to a comic who won't. Me to me because I'm talking about sex. I will, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Signing All off right, from bye the Laugh Factor. Have you had fun? Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that episode of The After Laugh. If you liked it, make sure you give it five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about it. Subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And please spread the word. Thank you so much for supporting. And check out our other Podcast on the Laugh Factory Network, Fanatics with Sean Joshi. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. After laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>